Welcome to To The Point, where we get straight to the point about different topics and issues in the Christian life. Today, in our first episode, we'll be talking about God's love. And I have here a student from Washington Hills College, Maboshe Makessa, his senior year. He's about to graduate. Welcome, Maboshe. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for having me. Um, so, Maboshe, uh, today's topic, like I said, we'll be talking about God's love and how that affects the human soul. And I heard this is one of your favorite topics to talk about, man. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about, if not my favorite topic to talk about. Um, I, I think love is something that people can all relate to because it's something that everyone is seeking in some way, shape, or form. And what better topic to talk about when it comes to love than God's love when, you know, God is love. So he's the author of love. So, yeah, let's go ahead and let's talk about it. All right. So I want to go to First John First John, dive right into it, the subject of who God is as a person. First John chapter four and verse eight, and it says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And I think that's a real deep verse because God is love. And I want to understand what does that even mean? What, like, how is love shown? And, you know, I think that's very uh, interesting, but also a question that people should ask, how is love to be shown? Like what actually is love? And I think a great verse that can show the love of God is in John chapter three, six, John chapter three, verse 16. That's true. Yeah, man. I was actually thinking the exact same thing. You know, in John three sixteen, John says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it's just so interesting that, you know, the author is saying God so loved the world. And it's kind of like John was looking for language to really say, look, how much does God really love us? Mm. Like you go up to someone and you hear someone say, how much do you really love me? Like how much do you really care? And John is saying God so loved the world that he gave. And you look at that verse and it says he gave his only you know, God doesn't have a lot of onlys. Um, he's God. He can make anything. He can bring anything into existence from nothing. So the fact that God gave his only of something first off shows like, okay, this is going to be something nice. But it doesn't only just say, you know, this is going to be something nice, but it even it grows so much, so much more when he says God gave his only begotten son. And to give up someone's child is, you know, is one thing in and of itself. But to be God and to give up your his son that's a whole nother situation right there. And, you know, I think that's really powerful. But I think a lot of people like glaze over this verse or just like they really don't understand. I personally didn't understand, really. You know, it was one of my the most known verses I ever knew. It's I'm pretty sure everyone knows that verse, but really don't understand it. And so my question is, like, have you ever in your personal life, have you ever had someone say I love you? Oh, or, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> when they say I love you, man. Do you understand what they meant? Oh, were, yeah. Were you ever confused? Well, you know, well, it depends. You know, there were a couple of times where some people said they loved me. And I was a little, I wondered a little bit, you know, just because I didn't really know the person like that. And, um, well, I knew him, but I didn't know him the way I probably should have known them for them to be able to say that. But, um, you know, one person I can think of who said they loved me and my mom, you know, that's something like, man, like, you know. My mom loves me and you know that's 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 nice that's something that people like to hear you know their parents sharing that they love them and you know you notice that a lot especially when when people might not say that they love you but 
when 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 someone tells you that they love you that's something really really serious right there mm, and you can yeah. only imagine that god god saying that he loves you is even better because i mean a verse that comes to my mind is romans 5 verse 8 where it says but god commended or god showed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners christ died for us so it's not really that the beautiful thing about this is not necessarily that God is saying that he loves us because mm-hmm. I mean we've heard a lot of people say that they love us that's true but it's the person saying it the God of the universe and who he's saying it to the Bible says that God is saying it to people who are sinners and I like how you read that verse in first John 4 verse 8 because when you go to the next verse right after that it says in this was manifested the love of God to us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world to live through him. And then verse 10 says, herein is love, this is love. And then it says why? Not that we loved God or not that I loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son. Pause, pause right there, pause right there. He loved us. Now, when your mom told you that she loved you and you weren't confused by that, how how did you know that she loved you? Well, I knew that she loved me because, you know, she's been showing that to me all throughout before, you know, all throughout my life before. So it was it wasn't just empty words, you know, and she was consistent through her what her actions, her actions. Mm. Yes, it was something that she did. And, And I think that's really what holds weight behind when someone says that they love somebody. And when we're talking about how God is showing his love toward us, the fact that he's showing that by saying, look, I'm going to give you the the person that's close to me. And I'm not only gonna give you give you the person that's closest to me, but I'm gonna give mm-hmm. the person that's closest to me to you when you don't even realize that I'm doing it, showing you that that's how much I really want you to see how much I love you. So how can we make others see the, the beauty of God's love? Man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, honestly, I think the first thing is to really realize that God loves us first. Yeah. You know, you can't give something that you don't have. And you know, giving love in general is already something, but giving God's love is a whole nother thing. And, you know, it basically says in 1 John 4 verse 8, it says, he that does not love does not know God. He that loves not knows not God. So it's kind of like God is wanting us to know in order for you to really show that love to other people first, you first got to receive his love first. Mm. And I think, I think that's truly important. I think that's something that a lot of people have been deprived of, um, the love of God. Um, and it's caused them to have a miss construed or misconfigured um, view of who the Father is and who the Son is and the Holy Spirit and all of heaven, in fact. And I think we have uh, an idea that God is a genie or God is a request box, something that we just pray to, or God's just a wall and we're just praying to the wall and, and they can't really experience in one's life the love of God. So let's say hypothetically, let, let's, let's get to the point of this, this um, situation. Let's say hypothetically, somebody has never experienced love in their life. In fact, all they've experienced is the spirit of Satan around them. Mm. How can they experience the, um, the love of God? You know, what comes to my mind is consistency. Um, the reason I say this is because every person upon this earth was created to be able to receive love. And it might take them some time. You kind of, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> you know, I, I go to a school currently where, you know, some of the guys, they like to give each other bro hugs, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, the first time you receive a hug from one of your brothers, it's kind of like, man, this feels kind of strange, depending on your background. 
but it's like you know the more it happens it's kind of like you think about that and it's like man like you know that's kind of strange the same thing with god's love um when when you're not used to seeing that type of love and then god mm -hmm. shows you that type of love you're kind of like man this is kind of weird like you know this feels kind of strange and i actually got a friend <laughs> of mine who, who who responds like that with god's love you know when, when we're talking about it um he's like man that feels weird because they're not used to showing they're not used yeah. to expressing that type of emotion and they're not used to receiving it either but you know it's something that everybody wants because it's, it's in our human nature to receive love you know um when you look at what love really is and love the root of love is really in giving and emptying yourself on behalf of someone else mm. everybody wants someone to provide for them in some way shape or form that's so true and you know i was sharing this with some brothers earlier this week or last week you know you think of the small things that we have like i wear shirts every single day you know if i woke up one day and, and let's say shirts didn't exist and i didn't really know how to make shirts but there's people in this world who know how to make shirts and i was like man i wish i had something to cover me when it's cold outside or i wish mm -hmm. i had something to put on top of me you know to cover myself mm -hmm. um those people who are making those shirts in the factories they're serving people and they're actually producing a service they're showing that principle of love towards me by saying here i made something and i'm putting it out there for you to receive and and i think i think i think um you just covered in that um analogy uh, a very um detailed or it, it kind of goes back to um john three sixteen because um two reasons why i think people don't understand the love of god reason a is because they don't understand that they're sinners and what sin is and what sin causes to the universe and reason b is they don't understand how precious jesus is to mm -hmm. the father and you know um i think like the analogy brought up with the shirts if you were shirtless that just sounds like in my mind what you were saying when i was picturing it it's like nobody really has shirts shirts is rare it's like the supreme clothing line like it's mad expensive and not everybody has it or or just like a, a rare type of car like um, a spider or whatever and um they're giving they're bestowing upon you something very rare and mm -hmm. i don't know if you ever experienced a gift I, I personally um haven't but i know when like somebody gives me food though mm -hmm. and it's like their last piece of like their favorite food and i like it too and they give it to me man i'm like man you're a real one and like I, <laughs> and in my mind i can't I, I can't fathom that because with me personally, like if that's if that's my food and I'm mad and I'm really hungry, like that's mine. But someone bestows that love to me, I understand how precious it was to them, and they gave it to me, and that made me cherish it even more. So going back to John three sixteen, like let's let's highlight a little bit on how precious Jesus is. Mm. Man, that's 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 amazing. I'm happy that you said that. You know, just really highlighting how precious Jesus is, because um i just want to i want to comment real quick you know you said something so so powerful like you have to see your need when it comes to wanting love and in the context of the shirt you need a shirt because you're naked but in the context of god you're only going to appreciate god's love if you see that you're a sinner mm -hmm. and that's really where the beauty of jesus is comes in and you know sin is basically just you know breaking god's law and and without going into all of those details but Every single one of us have done something in our life to basically hinder someone else's life in some way, shape, or form. Everyone's hurt somebody in some way, shape, or form, whether consciously or subconsciously. 
And we all do things in this world that we might not realize is affecting someone else outside of ourselves. Right. And in such a negative way that it has ultimate consequences. And that's like a very, very, very baby way to really describe sin. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Jesus, how God gave his only son, you know, that just magnifies his love through the verse even more because God gave his son to take care of the sin problem, you know? Um, it says that whosoever believes in him in John 3 verse 16 should not perish but have everlasting life mm. and believe in him to do what you know the Bible says in John 1 verse 29 when John was basically looking at um, Jesus coming to be baptized and he said behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world right in other words Jesus was given by the Father you know something consent something they both agreed to Jesus came down and he said, you know what? I'm going to give them my life. I'm literally going to give them my life and I'm going to take the sins that they deserve so that they can have what I deserve. Mm. And God, being eternal, being, you know, someone who's always been, he is everlasting life. So, mm -hmm. you know, when he's giving himself, he's saying, if you believe in me, if you really believe that I am here to take everything that you've done, take all your punishments, take all the guilt, and I'm giving that upon myself, and I'm gonna give you what I deserve. Mm. And then you think about that, and it's like, man, you made that commitment even before I decided to accept it. That's so true, man. That's a whole nother level of love right there. And, and man, when you were saying that, I was thinking Romans chapter five, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. But I don't, I don't wanna go too far off the thing, because what you highlighted is exactly what, what we need to highlight. Like, we need to recognize who we are or who we were and what God can make us into be, but especially recognizing our need, like who we are now, we are sinners, and understanding what sin is, and how you just highlighted the gift, you highlighted the Son of God, and not only you highlighted the Son of God, but you highlighted His life, but we're going to highlight who God is to Jesus, or who the Father is to Jesus, and who the Son is to the Father. So let's go to back to John 3, 16. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We're going to pause right there. Mm. I know both me and you took uh, Greek. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to highlight this in the Greek term. What does only begotten mean? Yeah, man, that's a great question. Um, so the word begotten in the Greek comes in two forms. Monogeno or geneo and monogenes. And monogenes is the word that's actually used in the original language for this word begotten. Mm. And that simply means single of its kind. Mm. So in other words, God so loved the world that he gave the only one single, the only person like him to basically die for us or to, to that whosoever believes in him should not perish. So God was giving the only person who's like him. And you think about that for a second, like, everybody wants someone who they can relate with right everyone wants someone who's like man that person we vibe together like that's my friend or that's my that's my homeboy or whatever you know like we're close like you know we think well together and you know when i think of that type of relationship i think of like a father really close to his son mm -hmm. or a daughter really close to her mom or vice versa or a daughter really close to her dad and a son really close to his mom you know it's like man we just think so alike or even better a husband and a wife you know they come mm -hmm. together and it's like man like that's my partner right there like we just think so close and when you think about it, like in John 17, when Jesus was talking about his father, he said, he said that we are one. 
he was saying, you know, I wish that there'll be one even as we are one. We are one. Yeah. So when Jesus, when God was giving his only son, the only one like him, the single of his kind, he was basically saying, I'm literally giving Maboshe, the only person who's ever been close to me, who's ever been to able to understand me, just so that he can have an opportunity to experience my love. And you know, that's crazy because here in America, I never understood this because I guess my Jamaican background, but here in America, people cry over their pets, mm. like a fish, a hamster. I understand more a dog. I understand that, but you know, they cry over those things. <laughs> I don't understand that. I really don't like they get sad and I'm like, mm. the fish never did anything for you. In fact, you did more for the fish than the fish did something for you. <laughs> And they cry, they weep, they get sad, they get emotional. I think that's really the way, that, that's a good thing because um, it shows empathy towards um, God's creatures. But at the same time, I think that just highlights how evil we are because we don't, we don't really see our need. We don't see that, man, God is more valuable. Christ Jesus is more valuable than the fish. But it also helps us to understand the connection between the father and the son that they were so close even in the holy spirit because they were so close they were they were one like like you said a husband and wife are one and i don't know if any um person has lost their uh, spouse before but i'm sure they can um understand but that's like that's your number one that's 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 your um ace that's your that's your that's your super friend that's your best friend in the whole world and like if you're crying over a fish how much more the father had to give up his son for somebody who doesn't even understand their worth. Man, you know, that's that's really crazy that you really bring that up because it brings up my um, it brings up a verse to my mind. And um, man, it's not coming to my mind right now. But basically where, where Jesus was saying, you know, father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And you really think about what Jesus was saying there, like. You know, Jesus was was never separated from the Father. Mm. You know, Jesus said, "For I do always those things that please Him," and you know, they never they never separated from one another. So you can only imagine how hard it was for the Father to actually do that to separate Himself from His Son, just for a group of people who probably wouldn't accept it. But even then, that just magnifies His love so much more because someone would ask, "Why would He go through that?" Especially when He doesn't have to. But it shows that you know. God didn't do that to try to create a love in his heart, but he did that because he loved us so much. Wow. And, you know, you don't do something like that unless you really value what it is that you're doing that for, you know? And it's like, you know, for example, like me, I go canvassing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to go knock on people's doors and everything like that. But, you know, the person whose door I'm knocking on, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't always have like a burning love in my heart for that person. Right. And I'm going through something that I know that I don't naturally want to go through if they reject me or if, you know, I'm getting chased by dogs or whatever. And I'm doing <laughs> that for God. But it's different because God basically was going through that pain for the person who he knows is going to reject them, who he knows is going to hurt them. Mm. So he's not having to, like, develop a love for the person that he's doing that for, like the way a canvasser might have to develop a love for the person behind the door. Right. But he already loved that person. And you want to know what's crazy Jesus actually says something so powerful Go in the ahead. book of John chapter 15. Mm -hmm. And this verse right here is like, man, like this just blows my mind. 
In John 15 verse 9, the Bible says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. And what this is basically saying is the same love that the Father has toward me is mm. the same love I'm giving you. Mm. And we know that God was trying to communicate his love through his son. In other words, Jesus is saying the same way that the Father loves me is the same way that the Father loves you too. And that's crazy. <laughs> it is. It is because it's, it's deep. Like we create love songs for people, but... The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit has created a love book. Uh, what did someone say? The the Bible is the only book where the author expresses its love for the reader. Mm. And that's just, that's just, it's, it's really deep and profound. So we're going to wrap it up here and we're going to get straight to the point of three practical, easy steps to understand. Well, they're not easy, but there are practical steps to understand the love of God. Step number one, read the Bible. It's a love letter to you. It's a love letter expressing how much God loves you. Practical step number two is ask God. Pray and ask him to reveal his love unto you because God wants to speak his mysteries unto you personally. And there might be some things, for some person, a revelation of God's love can be seen in sparrows, in birds, and eagles. And for me, that's not it. But for me, in the way how God can reveal his love, personally, through food. I love food and the way he, oh, he makes some people like with creative minds and specializes in food. And it's just, I just know that God just made certain foods for me like mangoes mm. and practical step number three Mabosha is going to share practical step number three um i would definitely say this step right here is very important you need to realize how sinful you really are um you know you can't really appreciate the love that god has towards you until you see that you're a sinner and the bible actually gives us this principle in luke chapter 17 where God is basically saying, you know, to whom, to whom much is forgiven, much is, the same person loves much, you know, if you're forgiven much, you love much as well. And it's really interesting how those people who are forgiven much is because those people realize that they're sinners. Mm. So yeah, I would definitely say that, you know, you need to realize how sinful you are. And it's good because some people look at that as a bad thing. But when you look at the people who love Jesus so much, it's because they realize that they had a problem. Mm. And you know, you can't really get a cure until you realize that you're sick. A person who doesn't realize that they have a sickness, they're not going to appreciate the medicine. So Jesus is like, you know, I want to give you my medicine, kind of like the woman at the well, but I got to reveal to you first that you have five husbands. And then once I do that, it's like, it's okay. I'm not showing this to you to hurt you, but I'm showing this to you to show you that I'm the solution to all of your problems. Mm. And I wanted to touch on that second point that you gave real quick. Yeah, go ahead. You know, really asking God to show you his love. Um, you know, we don't need to just ask God to show us. We need to beg God to show us. Amen. And I think that's so important because sometimes we can we can ask God once and then, you know, kind of forget that we prayed that prayer and God and then we forget that it happens and we're not really seeking for it as much. But, you know, I think of a child who really wants something from their parent and they're asking over and over and over again. You know, the more you ask, the more it's going to increase your desire to want it. And the more you're going to be waiting for a response for it to actually come. Mm. And, you know, when Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, Amen. you know, they'll be filled. You're basically 
Jesus is saying, look, when you hunger and thirst, when you see your need from seeing that you're a sinner, that is when you're really gonna say, look, I'm looking for God's love because I'm asking so much. And you'll be amazed because in John chapter one, verse three and verse one, it says, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God because um, sin has really marked us. Um, it's really destroyed us and we have been adopted by Christ. We've been bought with a price and we're valuable. It's made us precious before we were worthless as pieces of sand, but now we are precious stones. We've always been precious stones in the eyes of Christ, but now we're actually really worth something when we claim the blood of Christ. And when we understand the love of Christ, it's it brings music to the angels ears. It in fact increases your happiness and it increases the happiness of Christ Jesus because he's happy that you can understand what he wants to do for you. He wants to bestow his love upon you. He wants to give his love upon you. He wants to give you a gifts of love and just make your life more sweet. Is there any final remarks you want to say, Mboshe? I wanted to say this, and, and, and the verse that I said earlier was, was not Luke 17. It was in Luke 7, verse 47. Mm -hmm. Luke 7, verse 47, you know, to whom much is forgiven, the same loves much. But other than that, man, you know, there's so much more you can say about the love of God. But, there is. There you know, is. God's love is something that we're going to be studying for all eternity because it's just that sweet. And I just challenge everyone, you know, go out and start seeking for his love. You will not regret it. You're only going to call more people to come and find it, too. Amen and amen. And Moshe, I appreciate you coming and sharing what God has showed you in your life and his love and how you just want to share that with others. No problem. This is To The Point. I hope you were blessed and I hope you got a taste of God's love. Until next time, where we talk about topics everyone wants to hear.